Mercury might be in retrograde. I think some shit is happening with Mercury. Definitely. Shit is always happening with Mercury. Mercury. That's true. Welcome to Shit My Soul Says, a podcast about all things woo. I'm Jillian. And I'm Rosalie. And we are obsessed with anything having to do with alternative spirituality. And we want to share our obsession with you. Because woo is fun, but it's more fun with friends. I'm a reincarnation coach and energy worker. And I'm a practicing witch. So we've been around the woo block a time or two. Mm-hmm. Each episode, we will be digging into a different topic, from tarot to third eyes to energy healing. We'll share our personal experiences and offer you practical advice for your own practice. So whether you're new to all of this or queen of the pagans, that's me, (laughs) everybody is welcome. No witch card needed. This is inclusive woo. We just want to laugh with you, learn with you, and talk about some woo shit with you. So let's do that. Let's talk about Shit My Soul Says. Okay, it's time for our weekly woo. What is the weekly woo, you ask? It's a time where Rosalie and I check in on some woo thing that we got up to, that we did, or that happened to us over the past week. Rosalie, what's your weekly woo? I'm going to cheat a little bit. I have two. One of them happened this morning. Uh, My son is two years old, and he managed to get a copy of The Mists of Avalon in his crib last night. (laughs) It was in his room. (laughs) Wow. Teleportation powers. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So it ended up in his crib, and my husband got him up this morning, and he saw this book, and my son said, I have to read this book. Oh. <laughs> he and I takes just... after you for sure. <laughs> and I just thought it was hilarious that my little toddler was like, I've got to read this gigantic book about, you know, the ancient druids and Arthur and female mysticism. Yes. Uh, my other story is that. So about a month ago, I had this feeling that one of my good friends from graduate school was pregnant. And I was like, oh, I should text her and find out if she's pregnant. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's a terrible idea. Because if she is pregnant and doesn't want to be, I'm not going to help that out. Mm -hmm. If she is pregnant and wants to be, but doesn't want to be telling everybody about it, she's going to think that's weird. If she's not pregnant, but suddenly I suggest that she might be, she might freak out, or maybe she's not pregnant, but wants to be, you know, there's literally no good scenario to to just randomly text someone and say, hey, are you pregnant? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Also, also if she's <laughs> pregnant and she doesn't know it yet. Right, right. <laughs> so it was like, okay, I'm just going to sit on this. And then a few days ago, I get this text message out of the blue. We don't actually chat that much since we moved to different parts of the country. And she was like, hey, I'm pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) My reaction was, I fucking knew it. (laughs) Like, no, literally, I mean, I knew I knew it already. Right. Like it took all of my willpower to not text you to ask if you were pregnant. Wow. And that really made me feel something a little special because that's something that I used to be able to do all the time had this sort of clairvoyant yeah, ability. Yeah. 
And I haven't had anything like that in a really long time. So to have that come back, it really makes me feel like the work that we're doing Mm -hmm. with this podcast, the work that I'm doing on my own, that it's all really starting to come together and manifest in really cool ways. I love it. That makes me so happy. (laughs) So what's your weekly woo? Okay, well, mine is totally different. And yet there's something kind of similar with it, too. Um, this week, I have had this insane amount of energy, like crazy insane amount of energy. Um, it's as if I've had like 20 shots of coffee. I have a hard time <laughs> going to bed at night, which is really unusual for me because I can like, I could be a professional sleeper, basically. <laughs> um, so I had all of this tons of energy. And I'm like, what is all of this about? Well, um, so that's part of my little weekly week. We're going to get back to that. So I've been listening to this podcast called The School of Woo, which is very fun. They very much focus on astrology. So they're very much about teaching people about astrology. I recommend checking it out. I've only listened to a couple of episodes, but so far they're adorable. They're hilarious. Um, And I'm sure they would like to hang out with me and Rosalie. So it's great. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so they are, they're really into astrology. And I like astrology a lot, but I'm very much like your sun sign, your rising sign. Maybe I'll make a nod to the moon. I don't really know anything else about that. The charts really kind of overwhelm me. I don't know how Mm -hmm. to read all of that. But so they were focusing on Gemini. Um, This week, so they picked Gemini and they're talking about all the things that they hate about Gemini mostly at first. (laughs) They have issues with the Geminis. Um, But they also said the good things too. And I'm listening to it. And I've got a lot of really good friends in my life that are Geminis that I adore. But I'm also being like, and I'm an Aries, just to be clear here. But I'm listening. I'm like, I relate to things that they're saying. I'm like, I must have some Gemini in my chart. Um, so they they really kind of talk about like go to your chart and just look at where Gemini shows up and what planets are in alignment. Like just focus on that and then you'll kind of understand that particular energy, which I really loved being able to just break it down to like focus in on one thing and not worry about that entire wheel of strings and symbols. <laughs> all <of> that. Totally. <laughs> so when I went and said, okay, where, where's Gemini in my chart? I have it in two places. So one is in Jupiter. Which is okay. a great place to have it because it's like such a Gemini planet, apparently. But it's your it's <laughs> so also Gemini. <laughs> it's so Gemini. And just and just to sum up too, Gemini is very much about like communication and social butterfly. And um so that like me being like a person who really likes to talk a lot, that's very kind of Gemini-ish, right? And wants to socialize mm-hmm. and chat with everybody. So Jupiter is your planet around um, your job, your career, right? Okay, so we've got communication. And then we have, it's also in my Midhaven, which I had never even heard of that before. So I had to look that up. Yeah, I have no idea. I just was like, what's this MC? I don't know. (laughs) So I Googled it. Thank goodness for Google. And it was like, your Midhaven is your purpose, Like that's your purpose, right? Hmm. So here you have my career and my purpose both being about communication. And I think now doing this podcast, it's like, you know, the work that we've already done on it, it's like something has unlocked in me. It's like I've had some sort of a blocked chakra or something. And all of a sudden, like I have an immense amount of energy 
running through me and it's going to go all through this microphone to everybody (laughs) out there. So apologies if you're hoping to be calm today because I ain't got that in me. But also maybe, maybe bottle it up (laughs) and and drink it when you need a little extra instead of a shot of espresso. Seriously, we're going into the dark part of the year, so I'm going to definitely need some of it this year. (laughs) But yeah, so that was kind of like, it's not something like intuitive that happened to me, but it was something that was definitely, you know, in my world woo related. Totally. That's awesome. I'm jealous of your energy uh, because I have a two-year-old, as I mentioned. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. energy is in high demand here. (laughs) Well, it's coming to you, Rosalie. I've got it. Love it. In spades. (laughs) Thank you. If only I could be present with you in the same room so you could feed it to me. (laughs) Well, you know, like time and space doesn't exist. So let's just... Bam, you got it. Done. <laughs> Done. I feel fantastic. Thank you. I'm not falling asleep tonight. <laughs> no, you probably aren't. <laughs> I know I'm not. For like the eighth night in a row. Oh, goodness. Okay, so this week, our topic is ourselves. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the shit our soul is getting up to today. That's right. Well, and... We, you don't know us, right? We are new to you. Yeah. Who the heck are we? Listeners. Yeah. And you probably want to know a little bit more about us so that you understand where we're coming from, why we're doing this, what our journey has been, mm-hmm. and why we're going on this adventure with you. Uh, we're also hoping that, you know, maybe you'll kind of hear something in our stories that you'll relate to or that might give you some like comfort that like you're not alone in the world. Uh, Or maybe some even inspiration going forward. I don't know. Or at least a laugh. Right. I mean, if you get anything out of this, we hope you at least crack a smile. Yeah. We hope so. We (laughs) will see. We'll see. That'll be the test. You'll have to (laughs) write in and let us know. Okay. So. How did we get here? How did we get here? How did we get here? What about you, Rosalie? Like, how did you come upon the, how did you get on the woo train? The woo train. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. I don't know why. Okay, that came out. So I guess how long do we have? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and how long do you want me to talk about myself? Um, <laughs> the first thing I'm going to say is books, books, and more books. I've always been a voracious reader. And I've loved fantasy novels and stories with magic and fairies and ghosts and, you know, the scary stories and the witchy stories. That's all stuff that has just lit my fire when I read. And so from a very young age, I started reading whatever I could get my hands on, including all of this fantasy stuff. I have much older siblings, so I was reading... They're Stephen King novels and Tolkien. And then uh, when I was in sixth grade, we did a unit on ancient Egypt and mm. we did a unit on ancient Greece. Mm. And I was just like, whoa, my whole world exploded. I grew up in a yes. very conservative city where Christianity was kind of it. There were maybe some, maybe there were Jewish people. I think I knew one. (laughs) That one Jewish person. (laughs) Right? Um, So very, very conservative, very Christian city. And so to hear about these religions where there were gods, plural, 
and goddesses, plural, was really like this mind altering experience for me. And I was like, this stuff is so cool. And then um, I continued to read books. I read Mercedes Lackey, her Arrows of the Queen, Arrows Flight, and Arrows Fall trilogy. And one of the characters is kind of discovering her powers that she has. And she also has a magical talking horse, but that's not the point. (laughs) Everybody's got a magical talking horse. It's fine. (laughs) A lot of what happens in some of the books is literally teaching somebody how to do energy work safely. And so I've started doing that when I was 13 or 14. But I think for me, one of the biggest moments was reading Tom Robbins' Even Cowgirls Get the Blues, Mm. which is a problematic book in a lot of ways. Tom Robbins was writing in the 70s. It's a problematic book. Okay, But one of the characters talks to another character about how, you know, if you're European in, in origin, if your ancestry is European, that practicing an Asian religion, such as Christianity or Judaism, and that if you're of European descent, that you really should be practicing religions of European descent if you want to have that sort of power and that light that comes with religion. And I sort of read that and was like, that sounds so right to me. Mm. But then I didn't know how to handle it. So I started going to church. (laughs) (laughs) As one does. Yeah, right. Obviously, that didn't stick. So I went to college and researched a bunch of religions. I took a class on Asian religions. Mm -hmm. And then I found out, oh, there's actually pagan people in this world. And I joined my college pagan group. And then I became queen of the pagans, (laughs) the president of the college pagan club. (laughs) So that... That is my super fast how I got into woo story. What about you? Wow, I don't even know. <laughs> like, I don't even know where it started. Like, I, we said, how do you start? I'm like, I don't know. I just have always been. I always have been into it. I think if I, like, stretch my memory back, I kind of had, I mean, clearly, obviously, I had a different route than you. But my, I remember vaguely watching some TV movie, I think, about this girl who was psychic, had psychic powers. And I was like, I want psychic powers. <laughs> and um, I was obsessed with psychic power. I wanted psychic powers. And I just, uh, I didn't, I uh, didn't think I had them. So there was that piece. But yeah, there's a, a lot of things floating on in my life. Like I was fortunate that I was raised in a family that was Um, You know, I guess technically Christian because that was the world we were in, but like we never went to church and we never talked about God or anything. So it was always very open. Um, And my mom, I remember after she got divorced from my dad, she started doing this whole um, discovery, right, of herself and she would try all these different things. And so one of the things was she brought home a deck of tarot cards. Which, like, knowing my mother now, I'm like, why did you have tarot cards? I have no idea. But thank goodness. And so she read my tarot cards. And I don't remember anything about it other than I was like a page of swords or something. Um, But I ended up taking over those tarot cards. And so that was like another piece. So I had this like intuitive piece and these tarot card pieces. 
And um, just as I continued to grow, I kept on trying to all of that mysterious information I would grab and try to learn about. I remember, and this will age me a little bit, but some of you out there are with me on this, (laughs) Time Life books. Oh, yeah. I remember those. (laughs) Time Life books. And there was this Mysteries of the Unknown series that the library I had. wanted that series. Oh I always saw the infomercial and was like, yes. I want that. But my parents wouldn't buy it for me no. and I didn't check the library. <laughs> well, I was so lucky that the library had it. So I would read all about like spontaneous combustion and like <laughs> – Twins that were separated at birth, but ended up having (laughs) identical lives and astral travel. And so I would play around like growing up trying to do astral travel. And I remember like, you know, mom had a meditation group. So I was like, what's meditation? You know, she did that for a couple of weeks and her like trying all these different things. <laughs> and so I would just honestly like play around with this stuff growing up. So whether or not it was like casting spells or trying to have an astral travel or trying to, you know, get it on with the ghost or whatever it was I was up to <laughs> as a teenager, as you do. Um, I was just trying it all out. I don't even, you know, and I had found paganism too and was really interested in that. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just, I just kept on. And I think for energy work where that f- the first spark was that as I took uh, Tai Chi classes as a young adult mm. and the, the um, master, the teacher, I don't know. Uh, did this thing where he had the student um, have energy flow through his arm and um, then he would try to bend the arm and he couldn't bend it. That's how strong the energy was. And I was like, that's some crazy mm. shit. What's going on there? Um, but as we were doing these Tai Chi poses, my hands would like it, – it's like they were on fire. I could feel – like even talking about it right now, I just – my th- hands, I could feel the energy coming through my body. And I was mm-hmm. like, what is up with that? That's really cool. And so the more I continued to kind of learn about energy and play with it, the more I really began to feel it and experience it. I mean, God knows. As far as woo goes, I have a lot of stories. So think of we've got a podcast because <laughs> um, I'll talk about this. So it's kind of like a high level – like basically I, I'm just basically a woo magpie. I've I've collected woo anywhere I I can is how as my woo story. You know, as you're talking about uh, the stuff that you did when you were younger and how you tried stuff out, I can't help but remember when I was a kid going to summer camp. So you know, preteen, teen, and we would always. I was always one of the ringleaders for this, but we would always. Yes. Yes, you were. (laughs) <laughs> try to put each other in trances. So somebody would lie down in somebody else's lap and we would rub each other's temples and like basically do guided meditations with each other, but we didn't know that that's what we were doing. So it'd be like, okay, you're in a hallway. Now there's a door. Go through the door. What color is the door? You know, and and I don't even remember what we got out of it other than like, oh, it's creepy and it's fun. But, you know, it would be things like, and on the other side of the door is the man you're going to marry. And it's Jonathan Brandis. Um, or, <laughs> you know, whoever the teen heartthrob of the moment was. <laughs> Rosalie, oh my gosh, I did the same stuff. I'm so excited. I did. I rem. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I remember. Like as, and I was the ringleader. I mean, I'm Mary's. 
course I was. And we did, yeah, we would have summer parties and we would do what we called four doors. That's what we called it. And we would count people down and put them into a trance state and they would go through these doors. And it was always amazing because when you would come up, you would come out of a hypnotic state and you could tell that there was a difference. And I do remember mm-hmm. there was one girl that we um, had regressed or, you know, put under or whatever. And she started... <laughs> <laughs> that didn't sound good. <laughs> but you get the point. And so she, yeah, she had a bad, she was having a bad trip. And oh God. Um, you know what? I don't know. But, but yeah, I was, it was really kind of cool because I was the one who was guiding her and I was able to make her feel safe and like give her some powers as she was going through that. And uh, we would also do, of course, hard as a rock, stiff as a board, light as a feather, whatever order you put that in. Oh, we just always did light as a feather, stiff as a board. I know. That's what I've heard a lot of people do. But we did hard as a rock, too. Yeah, I've never heard the hard as a rock. I feel like that might be a thing more for the boys. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) There weren't any boys there. But yeah, it would be amazing that we'd get people all the way up to the ceiling. Like, I remember doing it and being, like, up at the ceiling, even though we were only, you know, using fingertips. I don't think we ever got anybody all the way up to the ceiling, but we did get people like up to our shoulder height. Oh, we got people like overhead. Well, aren't you special? I think so. At least that's (laughs) how I remember it. And my my memory's perfect. It's true. (laughs) Well, and one of my best friends and I used to do the Ouija board all the time. Yeah, me too. Yep. (laughs) And, you know, it's funny because now she's like, do you think that maybe we opened some doors that were really bad. And I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Which isn't to say that I don't think you can open doors with Ouija boards. I do think you can. Yeah. But I just don't think that we did it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I remember another slumber party that was like, yeah, we did some sort of an automatic writing or something. You know, it's freshman year or eighth grade. And one of the girls really started flipping her shit. She really <laughs> did. She just was losing it about ghosts. She was freaking out. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, we're going to put the ghost in the tree. We're going to put the ghost <laughs> in the tree. It's going to be fine. And it was my friend's house. And she like, actually, just recently, her mother, her mother sold the house. I'm like, I hope they are okay with that ghost in the tree. <laughs> 30 years later, it's probably still there. <laughs> Yeah, so that was that was yeah, that was my childhood. Like that was that was the stuff that I lived for. I love oh, me that too. Stuff. I used to try to like work the weather. So like, oh look at you, right? I don't want it to rain, so I'm going to make it not rain. It didn't work. I never was able to successfully work the weather. But I was definitely trying weird shit. Always trying weird shit and wishing that I could see ghosts. Yep. Um, until I could see ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> mind take it back you know i want to i want to talk a little bit about like why we love woo and what you know what we think about as woo like let's talk about that too and how we practice it so what about you rosalie like how do you kind of define woo and, and what do you love about it so i would define woo as stuff that's spiritual in nature although it doesn't have to be connected to a particular re- religion or a particular deity or practice, right? But it's the stuff that sometimes people like to give the side eye to, you know, crystals, tarot cards, other psychic readings, ghosts, energy work, magic of any kind. Mm -hmm. It's just all the stuff that is not quite acceptable to the mainstream that is also kind of spiritual or deeply spiritual. Yeah. 
What about you, Jillian? Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And I think for me, too, the way I kind of like to think about it, and I just mean like it popped in my head right now. So this is how I always like to think about it, <laughs> um, is, is like we have the the five senses. So I like to think about that. That's with beyond the five senses, right? Your sixth sense. The things that are beyond the, the physical material world that we experience, kind of all of those unseen energies and influences and all, all of that, and, and in addition to what you had said. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what do you love about being woo? I mean, come on, Jillian, you wrote the question. I did write the question, so you think I'd have an answer for it. That's great. Um, well, A, I, it's fun. But I also think it gives me a way to move through life with hope and understanding. It gives me a way of feeling compassion for other people and a compassion for myself. It gives me a way to practice self-care. I mean, there's just... So many things, particularly if like what what you point at, if it's astrology versus energy work versus ghosts. I mean, there's so many different reasons, but I think I also like learning and the mystery of it all and, and kind of that that unknown world and being part of all of that. Hmm. What about you? What about me? What about well, you? like you said, it's fun. That's a big piece for me is I feel like. Any spiritual journey should be fulfilling, but it should also have an element of fun. That's yeah. part of my personality. I like to have fun. Yes. Some people don't. I'm not going to judge them. No, that's fine. And so I've had a lot of fun throughout the years in my practice and working with other people. But also, I feel so deeply connected when I'm doing my mm. woo stuff. And when I say connected, I mean connected to the universe, connected to my goddess, connected to humanity, connected to the earth, connected to the galaxy. I mean, it depends on what I'm doing, what level of connection Mm -hmm. I'm feeling. But I have had moments where I've had such a deep, profound connection to everything that it's almost hard to get back to life where I'm not being woo. Yeah. So that's really what I love about it is that deep connection that I have and that it's fucking entertaining. And the people that I know who practice woo are all just fun people and they love to laugh and they love to swear and they are a hoot. Yes, (laughs) they're a hoot. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. But it's true, you know, that for me as well, It I think the best version of myself is when I'm connected to it. That's the part where I am the most loving, the most kindest, the most inspiring of, you know, encouraging of other people. When I'm really tapped into that part of myself, that's the best version of me. Absolutely. I love that. When I get away from it, I get a lot more judgmental and critical mm. of myself and of other people and end up becoming a person I don't really like. I have a hard time imagining not liking you. <laughs> so I guess I'm glad you oh, stay with you. Um, so, you know, we're talking about our childhoods and how like the the deep origins of this, but what's like the weirdest or funniest moment you've had as a woo person? Have I you better be ready for this. Have I told you the <laughs> flower bath story? Have I told I it? I think to- you have, but I know you haven't told our listeners. I know. Okay. Well, I was kind of hoping I hadn't told you either, just for shock value. If it makes you feel better, I forget everything. Perfect. So I pr- I like I'm like, oh, yeah, Jillian once told me a story about a 
water bath or something. Yes. So that's that's it. Okay. All right. Well, here we go. Um, all right. So in part of my journey in life, I really felt drawn to go to Peru, partly because like I met a cute boy once upon a time that was Peruvian. That always <laughs> seems to be a reason for me to go to a country as cute boys. Um, but uh, but it wasn't just that. Like Peru, Peru is like this very spiritual country in South America. And I managed to create a college course at the school I was going to to study down there and learn about um, – religion, because I was a world religions major at the time. And, and psychology is a double major. And so I created this um, course where I got my student loans to pay for it, um, which I'm still paying those off, but it's fine. <laughs> um, where I went down and spent, um, well, I spent a, like a month up in Cusco, there's a, a lot of different things. But what I'm going to focus on is I spent about three weeks at a shamanic retreat center where we did ayahuasca to have vision ceremonies. And like, honestly, that was the time that I felt the most connected to the universe. And I was everything. And that was that was awesome. That's one. And that's not the weird story. Um, <laughs> and that's the story I'm sure you'll be told at another time. Um, but as part of this, I just don't know about myself sometimes. So as part of this <laughs> experience, I had purchased flower baths. Mud and flower bath. So I'm the, the three weeks is drawing to the close. And I talked to the the shaman who's just this dude, right? He's like a 40 something year old dude who wears jeans and a t shirt. Like he's Peruvian. <laughs> like there's nothing, you know, he was Don Miguel. But other than that, like it wasn't like he had some fancy clothes or headdress or whatever. And so I was like, yeah, I'm supposed to have this flower bath. That was part of the like what I signed up for for this retreat thing. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we'll get that sorted for you. So I'm like, okay. And I'm imagining in my head this like wood vat in the Amazon forest because this is located in the Amazon forest. And I'm I'm soaking in this wood vat where there's flowers floating on the surface and it's this peaceful, tranquil experience. So he's like, yeah, well, we'll we're not going to be able to do the mud bath part because it's not enough sun, but we can do the, the the flower bath. So it's like, okay. So it's like, meet me in this clearing at whatever time. So I do. I show up at this clearing, and there was this there was a uh, Swiss guy that was supposed to be joining as well, who was also a student there at the center, and he ended up not coming. Good good note on that one. He was a real cutie, as you'll see how the story goes. <laughs> so I show up in the clearing and I have to be naked. This is what the flower bath is. I'm infusing powers from these flowers, right? And the sun. This is I'm infusing this into my energy. But how mm -hmm. does this happen? This happens by me standing naked <laughs> in the middle of a clearing where this 40-something-year-old man pours water over my naked body as I'm just standing there <laughs> in the middle of a clearing. And, like, luckily it wasn't, like, creepy or sexual or anything. But I'm kind of like, hmm, like, me, me, me standing naked in the middle of a clearing having water poured over my body. Like, maybe that's a little odd. Maybe it's a little weird. Were there any flowers in the water? There were flowers in the water. So it was a flower bath. There was okay. flowers. It was imbibed. It was more like a flower shower. It was a flower shower. <laughs> and then like afterwards, I went back to the Swiss guy. I was like, well, this is this is what you missed. And like he went up. He's like, oh, like realizing he would have been seeing me naked. He was like, oh, I'm sorry I missed that. <laughs> like, I don't know if you are sorry actually about that. But it's it's okay. So did you then get naked with the Swiss guy later? I wish. No, there was no naked oh. fun times at that point. <laughs> that was earlier in the trip. 
Awkward. Well, with the Swiss guy? No, not with the Swiss guy. <laughs> okay. With the Peruvian guy. <laughs> That's a whole other story, isn't it? It's not a woo story. It's just a story. <laughs> so what about you, Rosalie? Do you have a wacky little woo story for us? So when I was in college and queen of the pagans. Yes. My senior year, we decided to have a really big Beltane celebration. Nice. And that was the pagan student group that was doing everything, right? It was my last time to do a big pagan celebration in college. You know, Beltane is May 1st, May Day. Um, It's a celebration of spring and fertility. It sure is. (laughs) (laughs) And it just so happened that Beltane fell on the same day as a major event on the college campus where students who had done major research projects were presenting that day. And so we advertised our events. They're open to whoever. And we had three different events. One was a dawn ritual, which weirdly no one else attended. (laughs) Yeah, I would have been there. Then we had a maypole in front of the chapel. Oh, cool. Which we got we got permission to like dig a hole and like we had all the ribbons and you know, so we did this big maypole dance and we also right. had a bonfire at the end of the day. Nice. Somehow there was a woman from US News and World Report. Oh. And she saw us parading through the quad with our maypole with the ribbons streaming <laughs> everywhere. And she started following us with her camera. Oh and so, goodness. you know, we set up everything up. We start doing our maypole dance and she's like weaving in and out of the, the ribbons, taking pictures and going completely crazy, just being like, this is amazing. Click, click, click. Yeah, she is there for it. She was there for it. And of course, we didn't want to say, hey, it's actually kind of rude to jump into the middle of somebody's <laughs> ritual. <laughs> This is U.S. News and World Report. Right. (laughs) But it's like, yeah, lady. We're not actually here for your consumption. We're here to, like, celebrate the coming of spring and fertility and planting shit. (laughs) You know, it got to the point where, like, we're dodging her as much as we're, like, weaving between each other. Like, trying to (laughs) elbow her out of the way. Yeah, so eventually she left, but she found out also about the bonfire we were having that night. (laughs) She needed some fertility rituals. I think that's what was going on. I think she did. So she showed up at our bonfire, and this was a big deal. So we had to get permits to have a bonfire. We had to have the fire department have a fire truck within 100 yards. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) College facilities had to be there, and they actually provided us with the wood which they were more excited about the bonfire aspect of the bonfire than we were. (laughs) They got all of the like scrap wood on campus. So pallets, broken desks and chairs. And they made a heaping pile that was taller than a human being. That's hilarious. It was like eight feet tall and huge, probably 10 feet across. They doused the thing with gasoline and lit it on fire oh gosh (laughs) and because i think they were just so excited to have this opportunity you know (laughs) and so we did our like pagan ritual with the facilities guys there and the fire truck you know super close and this dancing photographer from u.s news (laughs) world report taking pictures of the bonfire taking pictures of our ritual (laughs) and 
it and was, the facilities like guys are just like fire and yeah. you play with fire. <laughs> I mean, you know, we were not planning on having like an eight foot tall bonfire. We were gonna have like a nice, you know, three foot fire pit with a couple of logs. No, it was like I've never ever experienced a bonfire like that before or since. At my five year college reunion, the grass was still charred. <laughs> bonfire had been you made your mark unfortunately i never actually saw but i was told that a picture of the maypole made it into the next issue of the u.s news and world report the academic conference that she had come to photograph and write about did not (laughs) (laughs) it's the magic power of the maypole I guess so. And the bonfire. Oh, definitely the bonfire. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, that was super, like, bizarre and fun and unforgettable woo moment that I had in my my life. I would love it if somebody out there is able to dig up the article. I bet we've got some researchers. Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't that be interesting? I'd love it. Me too. I've actually looked and I couldn't find it. Mm. I'm not super into Google sleuthing, so. Okay. We'll leave that up to <laughs> the Google sleuths out there. That's right. <laughs> so Google sleuths, if you can also figure out what college I went to. It's going to be a mystery you have to solve. <laughs> Bonus points to you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Beltane. Oh, I hope we do a whole episode on Beltane because. Oh, we will. Oh, I've got a Beltane story. Oh, it can take you over. That holiday. There's some wooju in that holiday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wooju? Yes, that I just made that up. That is my favorite word. <laughs> this is true. It's a good word now. Oh, Beltane wooju. Beltane wooju. Get your wooju. I don't know. Don't, I'm, I'm not a singer. That's okay. We've talked about me, favorite topic, and we've <laughs> talked about you. My favorite topic. (laughs) Good. Good. (laughs) Now let's talk about us. Let's. That's our favorite topic together. So what do you remember about meeting? I want to ask you that because my memory (laughs) is bad and I want to know what you have to say. And then I'll throw things in. Like I was like, yeah, I remember that, of course. So Jillian and I met at a healing center. I had just started my own acupuncture practice and she was practicing as a life coach. And I remember, you know, seeing the different cards and looking at the various practitioners who were working out of the space. I was like, what the fuck is a life coach? (laughs) (laughs) I've never, I've never heard this. This is great. I'm all all ears. (laughs) I was like, that, that kind of sounds like some bullshit, which, you know, I, I just totally had no idea what it was. And then one day I met you and... I was like, oh, that's the life coach. (laughs) So I asked you, you know, what is life coaching? And then you gave me whatever your, you know, elevator pitch is. And I was like, huh, I still didn't fully understand what life coaching was. Oh, good. That I was successful. I was pretty successful. We've both come a long way since then. (laughs) But I think. Either one of us proposed that we do a trade so that I would do life coaching with you and you would get some 
some uh, acupuncture from me. It was a good deal for me. I'll say that. It was a great deal for me. Like I, (laughs) I felt like I really got a lot out of that. And yeah, so that's how, how we met. Yes. And when Jillian did life coaching with me, it was mind blowing for me. It was mind blowing. But part of that was, it was energy work focused and not just like, hey, let's talk about your life and figure out what you need to be doing and mm-hmm. how to get there. It was this energy work and Jillian's an amazing energy worker. Yeah, it was it was just this really transformative experience for me in a lot of ways. Um, I'm probably going to tell the whole story someday when we do our chakra episode. Yes. <laughs> we'll save some of our stories for later episodes. That's right. <laughs> so what about you? Like, what were your thoughts when we first met? Well, I do remember like starting working at the healing center and working with different um practitioners doing trades because I was still building up my business and I felt like it was a good way for me to get some experience. Um, and then also like get free massages, which was <laughs> fantastic and acupuncture. And honestly, what really stands out in our trades, I mean, the acupuncture was great. That was awesome. Absolutely. But you were kind of starting to be like, yeah, I've got this other part of me that does this other kind of work. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, I want to try that. And you were doing some like really serious, powerful shit. Like I just remember because, you know, particularly then I was really tuned into feeling energy. I mean, that's one of the things that, you know, kind of what you had said earlier, like as we get more into doing woo, it it works more for us, right? Like my Mm -hmm. energy was getting more in tune. So I could feel energy. So like I would work with massage therapists and I could tell some of them unconsciously were doing energy work as they were doing massage because I could Mm -hmm. feel the energy in my body. Not all of them, but some of them. So with you, I just remember feeling like, this profound, deep, like earth moving kind of energy work that was happening. Um, it, it was it was really amazing. It was awesome. And it's very unique, too, because I've had a lot of energy work. Like I've had a lot of energy work. It's my jam. It's my thing. I love it. But the way you do energy work is really beautiful and unique and like in- intense. Thank you. Yes. True. Fact. So yeah, that's what I remember. And then you and I worked together on another little project, which we will get into some other time. That's that all went. right. I moved to Portland, which was great because it made me made it so that I could be closer to my family down here, my mom and, and my brother and his family and my dad and Eugene. And then one day, Rosalie said that she was going to be moving to Portland. I was like, yay, 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 yay. But yeah, so once we were back in the same city, We were both kind of not doing spiritual stuff. Again, we're going to get into that more in more detail later. And then we got together and it was like, yeah, I'm starting to get some little nudges again. And you Mm -hmm. were like, yeah, me too. I think that there's something cosmically linking us together that just is constantly generating this magical buzz. Yeah. Then you said to me, Jillian, I think that we should do a podcast together. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Jillian, who'd never listened to one. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like listening to things. I'm not an auditory person. So I'd never listened to one. And then I was also kind of like, well, I do like to talk. (laughs) So (laughs) that 
kind of drew me in. So that is kind of how what brings us to Shit My Soul Says, our podcast. And there, there's going to be a lot more to come with uh, with the podcast. We really wanted to um, help people connect to their own spirituality. We really believe in that spirituality should be something you can get your hands in and feel connected to and not feel like it's this airy-fairy thing, although that's fine. Airy-fairy is good as well. But we, I like to personally think about it as this connection between the profound and the profane. I just mm. love that. I love that too. What a great phrase. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do want to finish by doing a quick tarot reading. Yes. And I I actually did this before the show, so I'm just going to go ahead and, and do this one. Uh, so I pulled from the Wild Unknown Tarot, which is a beautiful tarot deck, the world card. And if you aren't familiar with tarot, the world is the last card in the deck. It is completion. It is the sense of wholeness. And so to have that card pulled when we're starting this episode, which we're planning on having be our first episode that we publish, it just felt so good to feel that sort of complete energy. I love it. We are the world. We are the world. <laughs> I think somebody already recorded that song. <laughs> yeah, maybe taken. But, and for you listeners, I think what that means is to a certain degree, you've got the world in your hands, this world of woo, this world of spirituality, wherever you are on your path, you're in the right place. You're here listening to our podcast, and that is the right place for you to be. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree. So, Rosalie, that was fun. I liked talking about ourselves. I did too. <laughs> we have another episode coming up. In fact, it's already on your podcast player. You don't have to wait to listen to it. We are never going to have that option for you again. <laughs> <laughs> so enjoy it while it lasts. So, Rosalie, what do our listeners get to chomp into next? They get to chomp into energy protection. Everybody's favorite chomp. Speaking of chomping, we will be discussing psychic vampires. That's right, because they like to take a chomp out of you. And we're going to teach you a few tricks on how to stop them from doing that. Spoiler alert, you have to carry a garbage can around with you all the time. A golden wastebasket. Your magical golden wastebasket. I'll also talk about how I do things with my mind. So we're going to teach you a few things to help you learn how to do things with your mind and make your energy space, your energy dance space, a happy little place. A happy little bubble. A happy little zone. So tune in. Thank you again for listening to our first episode. Please subscribe, rate, and review and share with friends. Come go over to our, our website, shitmysoulsayspodcast.com. And we want to hear from you. What shit does your soul say? Do you have a story about a journey that you've been on or your funniest woo moment or weirdest <laughs> woo moment or how you got involved? Um, we want to know about it. Tell us. And do your woo. Do your woo. <laughs> <laughs>